Revolutionary.org, episode 595, 2024, Trembolone, all Esther's revisited. So we're going to talk about Trembolone, we're talking about the history behind it, we're going to talk about the different Esther's, we're going to talk about different blends that underground labs are using with Trend that are very, very popular. We're going to talk all about Trend in this one, both Mobster and I have experienced it. So a little background on Trend, the first off. In injectable trend acetate first released for use in cattle industry in the 1980s under the name Finijet. And uh, at the time, it contained the short-acting acetate ester. And at the time, the Trembolone was used to beef up cattle right before slaughter. You had trend hex, and I want to uh, pronounce the entire name, hexahydrobenzocarbonate. And look, at the this uh, human, this was human grade Negma out of France. They produced it. Now, when when the steroid, you know, um, ban started hitting pharmaceutical companies, they're like, you know what? We don't want to get involved in this. Okay, we don't want to get involved. We don't want our products to be used for bodybuilders. And this Trenhex Parabolin that Negma was putting out was being purchased for bodybuilders, for bodybuilding specifically. So it's not a vet steroid historically. It's actually a bodybuilder steroid. It's one of the few steroids I would say out there that was never produced by an actual pharmaceutical company for medical reasons, but it was actually produced for bodybuilding itself. And once bodybuilders got a hold of this stuff, if they were lucky enough to get hold of this stuff, and know about it. They were able to transform these physiques. One of the reasons why you saw bodybuilding turn into freaks was because of Parabola. If, if, if guys like Arnold and Frank Zane and Franco and all those guys in the 70s had access to trend, it would have completely changed history when it came to bodybuilding. There would have been no golden age of bodybuilding. These guys would have been freaks. Can you imagine? I mean, Arnold would have been laughed off stage if he didn't use Trend. If he was using Primo and not using Trend, they would have laughed him off the stage back then. He would have been tiny. Frank Zane, they would have laughed him off the stage even worse. You know? So it's completely changed bodybuilding. Um, and it's one of the reasons why, Mobster, I think it changed bodybuilding. So very, very important story to talk about. Go ahead. Let me give you an example of the transformation that Steve just talked about. We, I, I've been privy to, because I actually saw this fellow in the seminar, the Lou Ferrigno, uh, Arnold's great rival in the 1975 film Pumping Iron, weighed 275 pounds in that movie. When Lou returned to the stage in the 90s, late 80s and 90s, Steve, he was 320 pounds. That's the transformation because he would be Arnold stayed off. Arnold was doing movies. Arnold was a politician. Arnold the actor. Blah blah blah. But Louis came back to the stage, and that is a forty-five pound difference. Now everybody else had moved on at the same time, and the six foot five three twenty was great for Lou Ferrigno, but everybody else had transformed their physiques as well. So that, there you go, Steve. That's just an example of a golden age bodybuilder competing with Arnold coming back with new quote-unquote supplements, new PEDs, and access to different information that he hadn't had in the 70s when he'd previously competed. So that's just to give you an example. One of the things I was just saying off-air in the pre-show and so on is Steve and I have touched upon the transformation of bodybuilding 
in in the in the 90s and that included obviously at the same time growth hormone insulin since then of course we could talk about peptides and psalms but you can see particular periods of bodybuilding historically pre-50 60 the 70s and so on and so forth and you ask yourself what was it about bodybuilding that changed now trend was something that really caught the eye we've touched upon when we talked about trend before the fact that it was used to beef up add muscle add meat to the bone of cattle for in for, for before they went to market and how many billions of dollars hundreds of billions of dollars that particular market is the bigger the cow the bigger the piece of beef the more money you make simple as that and and bodybuilders get crazy crazy excited about that trend by itself and I'm just talking about literally, and this is in terms of me noticing that the product even existed, and especially when it comes to being on forums and talking to people. And I'm thinking specifically of forums in this example, Steve. It literally has fans. There are, there are There's almost a slight tongue-in-cheek meme aspect of trend in terms of you either like it or you don't. And the ones that like it really fucking like it. I think they almost like the fact that they kind of kind of feel how they are when they're on. Trend all Esters again, Steve, and I'm thinking, I actually looked at this and I discovered two steroids that change in studies a, a measurable change in the psychological state of those people using it. One specifically for Trend was a bunch of 60-year-old men who are receiving small dose of Trend, one form or another, Steve, for medical reasons, and it had dementia-like effects on their brain. In other words, it literally changed how they thought, how they approached that. Now, in a younger athlete, someone that's trying to hit the gym, there are people that like how they feel. Steve's described trend for him as being a relationship breaker-upper. Literally, every relationship he had when he was on trend kind of was fucking up just because of how he was with people and how he was with people around him. I I've used trend recently in a cut few months ago and i could feel the uh, uh, and it was only low dose steve the whole product thing that i took which was a, a blend of uh, uh, steroids including a small amount of trend made me feel kind of toxic i could feel i had a sense of being on something that i hadn't been on before but as i said there's a people there that absolutely love that let's talk about specifically the esters and, and, and what, what that means yeah. to athletes that might use it so very, very important to understand, late 90s when they discontinued Parabolin, human-grade product eventually disappeared, all right? I mean, some people had stocked up on it ahead of time, and uh, but eventually it's gone. I mean, you're not going to be able to find it anymore today. So bodybuilders did what they needed to do to get a hold of the stuff, and they started to extract the trend, acetate from hormone from cattle pellets. They sold this under the brand called Panaplex H. I can remember back on the forums, and I'll bring you in, Mobster, to explain more about this. I can remember back on the forums, guys would actually, you know, always come on the forum and be like, where can I get these kids? Where can I get these yeah. pellets? You know, I want to make this stuff. Or they would make it, and they would sell it to people on the forums. You know, so it was it was very, very well-known and very, very popular um to to do it this way now since then i'm gonna let mobster explain more about that but since then luckily we've had underground labs yes that have come out with good quality trends so we're going to get into those esters shortly but i'll let mobster explain a little bit more about the pellet situation 
Yeah, so so Muscle Media 2000 with Bill Phillips, and of course the magazine started before the year 2000, as well as Dan Duquesne, you know, uh, uh, and other uh, uh, writers, started obviously to get incredibly excited about the whole trend situation, as I described earlier. And as Steve said, there was proper conversations in the magazine and around that time the forums kind of started, which would be the, the early to mid-90s, like Steve says, where people are having a back and forth. How can I uh, isolate the trend part of the Phenoplex pellet? How do I dissolve uh, in suspension? What's the best way to do it without getting any risk of infection? And there were specific kits, trend kits, where you could take the Phenoplex. The problem was quite naturally that, that if you fucked it up, it, it, and for example, Steve, I mean, it stung because of the, the high alcohol content used to sort of keep it sterile. So, you you know, you're, you're taking this train, it's adding muscle to you, but it helped like a bitch going in. So, you know, what you really want, and I've actually got a book here on, on, on making steroids, but I don't know specifically, I don't think it includes trend. You want a chemist who understands the whole testosterone uh, molecule, how it's made, how you can isolate it, how you can change things about it, and so on and so forth. And ultimately, you need something as close to pharmaceutical grade kits, for breaking down pellets that are going in underneath the skin of a cow and sitting there for two, three, four, three months, I believe, Steve, and dissolving slowly away is really not the way to go. You even had topical applications kits where you, you'd get DMSO and you'd have people trying to make homemade versions of topical testosterone. That really isn't something that we should be doing in our fucking kitchens with a homemade kit taken from the guide off the internet. It's really not the way to go. So UGLs quite naturally worked out with proper chem- I'm an improper chemist how they could produce uh, trembolone and all the different esters, how you could make this sterile, and how obviously you can. And of course, they were only mimicking a product that had previously existed. That was the way to go. And then, of course, as we know, it is now. I would say if if 95% of the Olympians that we see in all divisions, and I'm including to a lesser degree the female uh, classes. Because we have, we do know sometimes that females use it. I'd be very surprised if ninety-five percent of the athletes we see at the Olympian all classes aren't using trend in some form, low dose, high dose, whatever. And the other thing I'll say as well uh, uh, that there, uh, and I said that I touched on this a little bit earlier on. There are literally you, you uh, it's the closest steroid we have that has a, its own fan club, Steve. There are literally people that rave about this. I've seen signatures on forums, etc. Saying trend is gold, trend is god. And why no one's produced a T-shirt? I don't know. But that's just how popular it is among some individuals. And I will say, when it because we talk about all kinds of steroids on this podcast, if you do well, if you like how you feel, and ignoring the side effects and ignoring the arguments about this one of two steroids that might change your kind of thought process. I, I suspect it's going to be one of those steroids that you find, this works for me, I, my physique on this is transformed. I mean, we, we talked about the recomposition, we talked about the nutrient partitioning. It is literally going to be for you the basis probably of every single stack that you do. And in fact, again, we've got our own pro on, on the forum, Steve, and uh, he's a trend fan right there. And you can see his physique. You can see what's happened to his physique over the last few years since he's been competing as a pro. So, you know, it's it's absolutely out there. Uh, and, of course, I believe when we talked about the top 10 steroids, it was on the top 10 list as well. Thank you. 
Yeah, so let's get into the esters a little bit. And look, you know, Underground Labs, they've done a, a beautiful job of um, producing, you know, trend. I would say when they first started producing it, it was known as quote unquote dirty. And um, there's a lot of metabolites. I would say like if you took it and your bed sheets were white, you would and you sweat during the night, your bed sheets would turn brown. That's how much metabolites were in, was in trend. So very rustic color and all this stuff. So we've seen Underground Labs do a really good job over the years. If you come on our forums and you'll see some good quality sources and some good quality labs that will provide you high quality trend that is not going to have, you know, those types of, you know, issues, you know, when it comes to um, being, being so damn dirty in, in the system, but it is a very, very potent steroid. So look, at the end of the day, we can start with trend no ester. And we had a, a someone I saw it this morning, mobster talking about trend no ester. They wanted to add trend no ester to their pre-workout. And I've seen some people say, oh, this is the best thing ever, blah, blah, blah. But then those people, they don't talk about it anymore. Let, let me touch on that, Steve. Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> this is going to be one of those mobster rant kind of situations, guys. I really don't understand the mentality. I, I kind of do. I, I tell a lie, Steve. I kind of do. Everybody's looking for a fucking edge, right? And trend is kind of a drug when it comes to bodybuilding. It's kind of, it's right up there in terms of giving you edge. The idea that I would take trend hex or trend no ester, for example, trend no ester specifically in this example, as a pre-workout over and above everything else that guys use, and you and I talk about stims and stuff. And look, right, here's the issue for me. The great vast majority of people, I'll keep this short and simple, go to the gym in the afternoon, early evening. Okay, I train in the morning. There's a few of our members that train in the morning. The majority train in the late afternoon, early evening. You are taking something on top of the pre-workouts you're almost certainly using. Uh, and I like coffee, but it's coffee in the morning sleep, not coffee at the fucking night time. You are taking something else that's kind of winding your physique up, uh, kind of making you, because that's what they're looking for. They want a crazy motherfucker, berserker fury, tearing the gym up kind of situation. And we already know that there are side effects, which includes its ability to fuck up your sleep, quote-unquote transomnia, how you're going to sweat in bed, and so on and so forth, and we're going to get into side effects as well. I kind of would warn against the idea, outside of a powerlifting or strength competition, just for working out of using anything, including trend noester, just to get a good workout. And what I quite often do, when these kind of conversations take place, as I say the following, post me a picture of the physique that you've developed, making yourself some kind of crazy nut fuck that needs to go to the gym, rampaging around like a lunatic. And nine times out of 10, Steve, I'm not seeing a photograph. So guys, I get the idea of wanting myself included to chair shit up when I hit the gym but I would warn against the idea of doing something that kind of makes you think and feel, et cetera, that particular way, especially if you're going to train in the late afternoon, early evening. Because, Steve, the stims that people are using, the pre-workouts of stims that people are using, the idea of using Trendoester on top of stims, because it won't be without, 
almost certainly with, and then not being able to get to sleep and then needing more drugs to calm your ass down just to get a night's sleep is to me is like it's mind blowing. I, I don't I don't understand. And especially if you're not showing something for fucking yourself up. So yeah, that's a mobster rant right there. Yeah, and and here's the thing: the trend's gonna be in your system either way. If so, if you're using trend ace, trend e, trend hex, trend blend, it's gonna be in your system when you yeah. go work out. So taking it pre-workout is not going to give you an advantage necessarily. It may give a peak, but it may it's not going to really give an advantage over time. But here, here is where the advantage comes in, Mobster, yeah. is that trend no ester is not going to be detectable. So if you're a tested athlete, yes, yes. If I'm playing fighter. linebacker, yeah. you know, fighter, MMA, even, yep. I mean, it's it, you can take this stuff, and it's not going to be in your system. So it's a really, really good idea to use something like trend no ester in that situation. But keep in mind, you know, it's going to be very inflammatory. And it's going to cause a lot of side effects. So if you're an MMA guy, it's going to boost your strength. It's going to boost your aggression. It's going to boost your androgenic effects. But it's going to come at a cost. And a lot of times, you know, it's going to cost you because if the if that match goes on a while, if you're a boxer or MMA guy and the match goes on a while, I don't, yeah. I don't really follow that shit. But, like, I could see you definitely wearing out. We've seen boxers basically have strategies in a, a heavyweight boxing match that's 12 rounds. Their strategy is to just wear you out. They're not even trying yes. the first few rounds. That's the strategy yeah. because they yeah. know that their endurance is going to kick your ass. So the same thing here. But if you're a test athlete, because it's not going to be detectable, so it's a it's it's going to be something that you would take before your game or before your training, and in case they do call you in to be tested, hey, you know what, Tuesday morning, uh, nine o'clock, you've got to show up at the lab for your uh, steroid test. Okay, well now you know, <laughs> you know, and you just stop taking it, and by the time Tuesday rolls around, it's not going to be in your system. But if you're taking trend A's or trend E. That detectable, it's going to be detectable. It's going to show up. So that would be the advantage of taking trend no ass. You want to touch on that, Mobster? Or move on to yeah, next very one? quickly. So there was a suggestion, and it wouldn't necessarily be a trend no ester or even a, a shorter version of trend, but uh, there was, and you've actually just said something about it, Steve. The idea was that certain boxers, including a very, very well known boxer whose name, whose name begins with T, may or may not have used certain steroids to increase his aggression. And, of course, the reality of that situation was that if he didn't destroy the fuck out of you in the first three rounds, he was fucked. And he destroyed a great many people in the first three rounds. In fact, indeed, quite often in the first round. But when the match went off for four or five rounds, he got his ass handed to him and, and it didn't work. So there's a suggestion, not just for him, but for boxers of a similar ilk. There's something else which I will call an advantage. And I did say specifically for competition, but I'll also call this as an advantage. Any of the shorter esters, and this is why we recommend the shorter esters in this example. If you've never used any steroid or a specific steroid, and in this case, trend, then we tend to suggest that you use the shorter ester. So, for example, no trend, no ester ace first, because it's in your system quick and it's out your system. So, if you don't fucking like how you feel, Steve, if you think, oh my God, this feels horrendous. I feel toxic as shit, my cardio has gone to shit, and so on and so forth, then a shorter rest that makes more sense, just feel it so it's in your system, 
you feel like dog shit for a brief period of time, and then it's out of your system. If you get on with it, if you cope with it, then you go, okay, so maybe I should try a trend in Amphate or trend prop purely and simply because something like that will last longer in your system, requires less pinning, and you already know that you can cope with a steroid. And that just that applies to all steroids, but especially to those that might have this kind of toxic, I don't like how I feel when I'm on kind of situation. And again, that might also be the case if, for example, you were trying a higher dosage. Or, and again, I'm thinking of trend uh, than you had previously. 300 milligrams, I feel great. 500 milligrams, oh my God, I, I hate how I feel. So that's a little bit of advice in that particular regards. I'm not keen on the idea of trying steroids just because. So obviously you go, I want a recomposition. I like the results. I hear that trend might give me, but I've never used trend before. Try something with a short rest versus a longer rest. Back to you. The next shorter one is trend acetate, and trend acetate has a short has a uh, half life, excuse me, of about three days. So that doesn't mean you inject it three days later it's out of your system. That means that half of it will be in your system after three days, and in another three days, half of what you originally injected will be in your system. And then after nine days, half of that will be in your system and so on. That's what it means. So really, I will say you take the half-life, you multiply it by five to, un to, to get an idea of how long it takes. If you're injecting on a proper schedule, of course, and you're injecting the same amounts for it to reach peak in your system. So with Trenace, if it has a three-day half-life, it will take about 15 days to reach peak in your system if you're injecting it on a proper schedule. And in this case, Trenace... Usually people inject it every other day. Some people will go every day. Some people will go every three days. It's um, it's fine. I've done trend ace before and I've done it every three days. You're not going to die going every three days. People don't understand what half-life means. They think that half-life means after three days, oh, it's out of your system. So it's very important to explain this to people. So as you're taking it, it's building up, building up, building up. And if let's say you do take it every three days, like I was suggesting. So after five injections, you'd be at day 15, okay? And you just did your fifth injection, right? So that's when it's peaking in your system and then it levels off. Now, when you stop taking it, the opposite happens. It trickles out of your system and it would take 15 days to trickle out of your system. It doesn't just trickle out of your system all at once the next day after your last injection or after three days. No, it's still in your system. So if you're taking Trenase, that gives you a little bit of an advantage, a big advantage, actually, when it comes to, oh, my God, my side effects are getting out of control. I need to come off of this stuff. So you come off 15 days later, it's going to be out of your system. Now, when you're using the next one we talk about, which is Trent E, the enanthate, enanthate ester is going to be in your system longer, about eight, nine days. I've seen 10 days. I've seen 11 days. So, you know, it's going to be longer. So really... Let's say 10 days um, is the average I've seen, you know, when it comes to E. So that means it takes 50 days to reach peak in your system. It's not really an issue. In my experience, trend E and trend A's hits you like a ton of bricks either way. You see? Um, so really, to me, it doesn't matter if you're using trend A's or trend E. They both hit you like a ton of bricks by like week two when you're on them, right? But the thing is that there is a difference when you stop taking it. So when you stop taking trend E, it's going to take 50 days to be out of your system. This is why it's important, I feel like, for your first couple cycles using trend, just to see how you like it and how you react to it, to use the trend ACE. 
in case the side effects get too brutal. I'm going to tell you the side effects in a little bit, but we're going through the esters right now. But in case the side effects get too bad, at least with the age, you can stop taking it in a week and a half. It's going to be out of your system. With the trend E, it's going to take about 50 days. So that is that is definitely uh, an issue. And then you have trend hex, which is kind of in between. Um, you know, trend hex is like four and a half days, five days. So it's kind of like in between the ACE and the E. Really, I don't see any difference between taking trend hex and just taking, you know, trend E. <laughs> I mean, I've used all the above. And then you've got tri-trend, which is a combo. It's ACE, hex, and E all in one. So in that situation, if you wanted to do the tri-trend, you could just go ahead. It'd be like taking Sustanon. It's like uh, uh, each ester picks up after another. So really, you want to kind of treat it like a longer longer ester. So you want to pin it like twice a week in that situation. Again, each ester is picking up after another. A lot of people have that misconception with Sustanon too, Mobster, is they think, oh my God, it has a short ester. So I should... I should, you know, <laughs> treat it like a short. No, no, no. It has long esters too, you dumbass. <laughs> so you're just going to ignore the long esters and just worry about yeah, the short exactly. esters? That's not yeah. the way it works. Again, it's each esters picking up at one after another. So that's not correct. Um, that's not correct what people are saying in situations. So you, you, you still treat it like it would be like a trainee in that situation. So there's different, different esters. So why would someone use tritrend before I bring you in, mobster? Yeah. My experience with Tritrend, again, I, I don't see a difference. It's just something different that underground labs have come up with. But I don't see a difference. Trend Ace, Trend E, Tritrend, Trend Hex, same thing to me. They all hit you like a ton of bricks. They all have the same side effects, which we're going to get into shortly. It's yeah. all Trend. And the only difference I would say is you know, do I want the flexibility of being able to stop this stuff and be, being out of my system quicker? That's really the only difference to me. And also length of cycle. If you're going to stick to like five or six weeks on trend, then go with the trend ace. This way it's peaking after a week and a half. But if you want to go a little longer with trend, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, I mean, that's I can't imagine 12 weeks. But if you did want to go 12 weeks, then you use the E. But I mean, you would, you would, it would be very, very rough to do that. So here's the, here's the situation, Steve. And this is the reason sometimes uh, when we discuss any steroid, and especially if we was having a roundtable type discussion, if we're on the forums with a bunch of buddies or whatever else, right? Let me give you this analogy. So, for example, there's a little difference, although, as Steve said, between one Esther and another Esther. Why would, why would you pick one over another? And I'll give you an example right here, Steve. I would actually suggest that number one is in amphate and number two is ACE. And then you go, right, so why do we see differences of opinion? Well, number one, the person you're talking to is not necessarily aiming to get the same out of their cycle as you are. I've got, I train with one buddy that's 77. I train with another buddy the same time when we bench press, who's half my body weight. So there's no point in me having a conversation about what I'm using for weighing 140 kilos, 150 kilos, versus talking to someone else that weighs 70 kilograms. Something else that we see, and this happens a lot on the forums and, and in these kind of conversations, is literally the condition. How you respond and the, the, the level of side effects and 
positive and negative responses to a steroid comes from if, if someone's fatter than you are, they're probably going to have more side effects. They're probably going to struggle more. And then, as I said, and it's literally individual response as well. So you might have someone as an absolute fan of prop, and then I would say, yeah, but the majority use Enamphate and the ACE versions of Trent. So it's that kind of weird situation where one person's particular response to a steroid, their condition, and the aim of the cycle can be completely different to yours. So you're better off asking sometimes the chemical questions and the science questions, and you put those over uh, the, the, the person asked replying to you and making sure that they're, they're, they're give, coming from the same sort of way that you are. Let me give you an example. I'm going to touch a little bit on the side effects here. I've had strongman buddies that were competing at a high level, uh, 105 and up, and one particular athlete was up to and included the world's strongest man level, top 10 indeed at one point, where they tried strength. And you have to remember with strength athletes, now they've got leaner in the last 10 years or so, you are seeing abs on the, even the guys that are 160, 170 kilograms body weight. Prior to that, we tended to be a little, carry a little bit more body fat. And this is 80s, 90s, and 2000 strength athletes. Those guys weighing 150, 160 kilograms with 10%, 15%, 20% body fat using trend are going to be sweating their asses off, Steve. And I'm thinking particularly, again, of the world's strongest man level athlete talking about sweating buckets, having to get up at the middle of the night, waking up, changing the sheets, going back to bed. Now their clothes were sticking to them. They were radiating heat to the point where the girlfriend slash partner was struggling with them in bed, what the fuck, and so on and so forth. And this, is, this was all known about. It wasn't no great secret or whatever else, but it was just the experience that they had. Now, someone is going to be super lean, conditioned, with a really good cardio when they went into it, is probably not going to have quite the same level of side effects and struggle with it. And again, that's an important point to make when we have these sort of roundtable type discussions with other athletes, with other bodybuilders, with members of the forum. Uh, it's the same example. You, you, would, you wouldn't talk to someone that runs a marathon about sprinting. You don't want to talk to an Olympic lifter about MMA and so on and so forth. Make sure that when you're getting advice, it's more generalized for, as we do on these, for, these, these podcasts, Steve, for the majority of listeners, rather than necessarily why someone says, oh, X is, X is my favorite, props my favorite, ask them why, and so on and so forth. So there's a bit of advice for you there too. So let's talk about uh, dosing. So trend, you know, 150 milligrams would be the absolute minimum. And then I'd work my way up. Um, you know, the average dose has always been like 300, 350. I've used up to 400. I can tell you that the difference between 300 and 400 is huge. Huge when it comes to side effects and actually counterproductive in my mind because now you're getting more side effects where it's affecting your cycle. Now, pros, it's chemical warfare. We all know that. You know, guys on the forum, you know, the body monster, the monstro, those guys who are pros, who are absolute freaks, they'll run trend 500, 600, up to 1,000. Okay, it's chemical warfare. You're trying to outgun. One of the guys on the forum, he's in and out of prison. He's got to defend himself in prison. He's got to like, you know, you got to basically just protect yourself, you know, when you're in prison. So you got to do what you got to do. Or if you're on a bodybuilder who's on stage, officer, you got to beat the guy next to you. If he's doing 1,200 trend, you got to do 1,500. You know, it's chemical warfare where guys are overdoing each other. 
but 99.9% of you don't fall in that category. So for those of you, look, just stick to 250 would be a perfect dose, 300 maybe if you want to push it. No need to go more than that, especially if you're stacking. How many people do we hear, Mobster, who complain about trend side effects? And you, you say, oh, yeah, I'm on all this test with it. I'm on all this other steroids with it. Yeah. Well, the more you stack with it, the more side effects you're going to get. And if you stack an androgen with it, of course, you're going to get more side effects. So touch on that a little bit, and, we'll, and then we'll start getting into the side effects. Right. So very quickly, when it comes to competition, competition, competing bodybuilders there's there's two things to be aware of the high level competing bodybuilder the quote-unquote freaks those that have made it to the arnold the olympia and high, other high level competitions <clears throat> part of what makes them a freak is their genetic response to steroids uh the genetic response to nutrition their genetic response to training it has been said of some athletes that they could look at a barbell and grow uh, these are the guys that were muscular before they started, that they tend to have athletic ability before they went to the gym. The number of stories where they were doing something at football or soccer or whatever else with abs and then hit the gym and then decided bodybuilding was a thing. And then as I say specifically, the genetic response in this example to steroids. The second part, which we touched upon uh, on another show, is competition stacks. Now, Steve's quite correct, and the phrase chemical warfare is incredibly apt. In fact, I think it's even been the name of a book about steroids, Steve. Uh, and, and so here's the thing. Competition stacks tend to be as long as 20 weeks, uh, and certainly competition prep, 20-odd weeks. I've heard of even longer than that. Competition stacks can easily be 16 weeks, and they tend to be multi-phased. Uh, sort of resters are used specifically, again, towards the end because you're looking to manipulate the body to peak it sometimes, and I touched upon this in a recent show, for a matter of hours on a particular day. And that basically is when that bodybuilder is on stage. That's in terms of walking manipulation and everything else. Competing bodybuilding is not healthy. There are uh, uh, open and honest, uh, if they are anonymous, competing pros that will tell you they feel like shit on the day of a competition. You're not meant but the, the getting super lean, super ripped, super dry, shredded, etc., etc., is not a natural state for a human yeah. being. So let's get and, into those um, side yeah, effects yeah, specifically, yeah, because yeah, we're, we're almost out of time. So really, yeah. you know, the big side effects that you're going to deal with is the inflammation. Trend, um, it basically is extremely inflammatory in the body, and that puts a lot of strain on all your organs. So your liver, your kidneys, your heart, all your organs, your brain even, are going to be under attack when you're on trend. So very common to feel fatigued on it, very common. The weird thing is you're fatigued, but also you're, you got transomnia. You're not able to sleep well. So it's like a combo of those things. If you're already a big guy, you already have sleep apnea and you go on trend, don't expect to sleep very much on trend. It's going to make it worse. So not a good idea if you've got existing sleep issues to use trend. Dehydration just seems like you can never hydrate enough on trend. You need to load up on the fluids. You got to have good quality spring water. You got to know how to play around with your electrolytes. You got to get in your taurine with trend. Um, the, the crippling pumps, there's nothing like the trend pumps. Um, you're dealing with um, extreme, um, you know, effects on your, you know. Talk about your mood, Steve. How are you? Yeah, how, how, yeah how, and then, the, yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's the way it affects your brain, the way it affects your neurotransmitters, your refractory period, uh, dopamine in your brain, all this stuff. So it really has an effect on things like you would not believe. So I recommend try it, um, be flexible with it and, um, you know, go with trend ACE as a first cycle. That's, that's what I recommend. So mobster finish up final thoughts, take us a disclaimer. Trend absolutely has its place, and I suspect we'll never see it come out of bodybuilding unless something even more crazy comes along or is rediscovered of the hundred or so stories that absolutely exist out there. It's not for everybody. When we talk about the side effects, it, we, we quite often just touch upon those in other shows, but with, with Trend, the side effects can be very real and can be discomforting for some users. As I said earlier on, others love it. The sensation of being on and the effect that it's having and its recomposition and effects on nutrient partitioning make it just wonderful. Myself even having a sort of a recomposition effect when I was doing my uh, cut. So, you know, gaining back muscle, but keeping the, the, the waist size down. So I can't say, I can't deny that it was effective. I just didn't like how I felt on it. You need to be aware of the side effects of steroids and you especially need to be aware of those when it comes to trend. So your fair warning, but for those of you that do love it, you absolutely love it. And it, its place in modern bodybuilding is without discussion. Please note, we are not just doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view. It is based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes, entertainment only, the freedom of speech, and the First Amendment applies.